Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back and thank you for joining me on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast as we continue our semi-pro series called Semi-Pro Sunday. And this episode will be released shortly after recording, preparing you for that heated rivalry of the Dyersville Whitehawks against the Farley Hawks as they play today at 3.30 in the Bellevue Tournament. I am joined by a former player of mine. I had heard his name. I got his name through an email, Cole Klosterman of Dyersville. And I know there's a lot of Closterman's in the area. I was a hundred per I was not a hundred percent sure if it was him and and sure enough it was he had played um for the freshman program at Wallert Catholic High School when I had coached there. But welcome, Cole Closterman, to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate you having me. We are excited to have you on board here. Before we uh, get going about the current team, the 2020 Dyersville Whitehawks, tell us about the strong history of the Dyersville semi-pro team. Yeah, you know, Dyersville is a team that's been around, I think, since inception of the Eastern Iowa Hawkeye League, which, if to my recollection, uh, it's like 1979, I think it was when the, when the league was created, and... Uh, I've only played for about four years, so I couldn't give you a full history of all those years, but I know that Dyersville has had eras where they would be considered to be extremely good, and I think you could say that about a lot of teams. But I think Dyersville's been very well respected in the league as a team that can always bring competitive players. You know, Dyersville, very similar to Cascade, is one of those meccas where they have that area where it seems like they are always good at baseball and with programs always being good at a certain sport and excel it seems like there's a lot of heat uh thrown at those teams and people always look at it as a notch in the belt whenever they can beat a dyersville team at any level whether it would be t-ball or a league or high school (laughs) or even at the semi-pro league now we know you're on the roster, Cole. Are you still catching these days, or did you transition to a different position? Yeah, I'm still I'm still catching. The knees are holding up, so I, I knock I knock on wood here. But um, yeah, everything's worked out pretty nicely, so um, should be fun. I really enjoy it. So good. Now uh, introduce us to your roster here. Yeah, so we've uh, you know I could kind of talk a little bit about the maybe the change in the the makeup of the team. I think traditionally for, if you go back between four to seven years, we had a lot of guys who who had played for a lot of years and they had, you know, sort of was a mature team. Um, A lot of names that people around the league would recognize and say, Oh yeah, he's played for Dyersville for years and stuff like that. 
those players are starting to phase out and we're kind of bringing in a, a new guard, so to say, not intentionally or anything. It's just sort of happening. Yeah, so we're starting to develop uh, kind of a roster of some good young college guys. So we've got, uh, you know, um, uh, Beckman, obviously, and playing college is Joey, my brother Connor. And then we've got some co-guys, Alex Tim, TJ Deerdorf, uh, Riley LeGrand. Um, they've all been really great for us. Austin Savory, who's a former Waller guy, too, the name you might know. He plays up up north. And uh, really, there, there'll, be, there'll be some I miss, but we have some younger guys, too, like CJ McDermott and Carter Pesci. Um, but really up and down, I'm feeling very good about where the team has headed the last couple of years. We're starting to, to get some good, consistent players. And not only are they consistent, but they just like baseball. And you can tell because they show up for the games. And um, you might be surprised at how that can be rather difficult to actually get players to show up consistently because they want to be doing other stuff. But you find the guys who like baseball and it helps a lot. I, I know it's a struggle to find guys to play because um... – Tyler Soigling, a co-host of this, uh, him and I are very good friends, and he would have we'd be hanging out, and he'd be trying to find players like crazy for Ball Town. Now, a lot of the names you mentioned, the Savries, the Deerdorfs, um, a lot of those guys we've mentioned in past episodes. So, if uh, I can give a shameless plug to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, go back and listen to the Senior All Decade Team if you're a fan of Senior and TJ Deerdorf. Also. Um, we're with Cole, and he mentioned uh, Savory. So go back and listen to um, the All Area All Decade team. He also made that team as well. Anybody from this upcoming roster this year that you would like to mention that you may have left off? Yeah, so we have uh, only a couple new players this year who might be playing in more of a, a substitution fashion. But Grant Riggin, who who is a co-player, a friend of TJ's, and we have. Uh, um, Oh boy, I'm forgetting his name, but uh, we have we have just two new players here this year, pretty much. Otherwise, everyone else is going to be fresh. Uh, Jacob Lee is his name, actually. So, Ian Ross, who's one of the players I did miss, um, he went to Beckman. He played baseball at UW Milwaukee. Uh, that's one of Ian's friends. So, hopefully, another another college experience guy who we can we'd welcome to have. I'm looking forward to the league this year because with uh, the Prospects League just announcing that they're not playing and college guys looking for innings and baseball not really being played anywhere right now, we might get an influx of talent to this league that this league has not seen in quite some time. Now, for any reason or another, are there any guys that we're normally used to see for the Dyersville Whitehawks that have decided to hang it up or not return? Yeah, so uh, last year we managed to win the Dyersville tournament, and I think Matt Ungs, who was one of our guys who had played for years, sort of wanted to do that before he before he hung it up, so I think we might not see him too much this year. And then Michael Gerd is another one who has played, oh, probably close to eight years now, seven to eight years, and I think he's kind of winded down too. So those two guys that – that many would have seen last year are probably not going to see them again much this year. So we'll do our best. Now, do you and your brother, Connor, do you guys have a sibling rivalry or do you guys just love each other to death and everything's all hunky dory? You know, uh, we, uh, we got along like brothers for a lot of years, which, uh, was, was, there was quite a few fights that didn't make any sense, but you know, you just have to do that. And now that as we got older, I think we realized we'd never admit it, but we actually might halfway like each other a little bit. So 
Now, do you ever find yourself being the new manager of the Dyersville Whitehawks that when you're writing out that lineup card, you bat them in the nine hole or purposely sit them on the bench just to prove a point? I, I might do that. And even if we just have nine guys just to sit them, we can play with eight. It's fine. So, Yeah, you, you, you got to keep his ego in check. He does not have one, but he is one of my favorite people in, in the game of baseball. And I, and I hope you do not... Uh, take offense to that, but um, this is oh. the first time you and I have connected in probably 20 years, and I usually connect with your brother a couple times uh, every year. Now, I pulled last year's information. I have to tell you, Cole, a little disappointed. I saw that you guys had a record of 16 and 13, and I I expected when I was pulling um, records from last year, I, I thought maybe that I would see you guys would have a similar record to Farley, and I believe they were 39 and either 13 or 16. I can't remember off the top of my head. What happened last year, or is just semi-pro difficult to get some of those outstanding Dyersville guys out that make such a huge impact on the high school team? Yeah, I think there's some of that. You know, you think about some of the guys who have graduated Beckman in the last five or six years, and obviously I won't say who they are, but, the, you know, they've decided they're not going to play baseball, and that's fine, you know. And, but I wouldn't really point to that as a, as a as to where we are. If you look back, I, I think this is my fourth year, like I said. Pretty much every year since I started, our league record has been very good. I believe we've won 11 or 12 games in league on a 16-game season in the last three years, but our tournament record is not and uh no excuse but we generally do get placed in the bottom bracket which is where the, the good teams are concentrated and, and that ultimately that's where we want to be but we have struggled in tournaments um i think a lot of teams are able to bring those really the the couple one or two aces those horses that just dominate teams and uh we don't have that network i guess but uh we're working on it so that's definitely a plan for us this year is to not only continue to be successful in the league but to make some noise in tournaments also. So hopefully we can start that today. Well, you do have Savory, who is an outstanding two-way player, was at the college level. Will he be uh, – is he getting the opening day start today, or are we not unveiling that? No, he, he is uh, he is not present for the game today. But uh, we have someone else, a new player in mind, actually. Um, you asked me a while ago about uh, some new players, and uh, Robbie Hermson is his name. He used to play at Beckman, and he'll be starting for us and playing for us this season. All right, good luck to him and good luck to you guys. Now, what league do you guys play in? We are in the Eastern Iowa Hockey League. And how do you think you guys will fare this year if, if you had to give a modest projection on your upcoming season? What, what do you think it would be? Yeah, so uh, not last year, but the year before, Holy Cross left the league, which shortened our season to 14 games. So I, I think we're still capable of like a 10-4 and four season. Um, we, we do – we do succeed very well in league, and I don't think uh, last year to this year is going to change that negatively. I would say we actually got better. So I, I'm I'm very hopeful for a top three finish or top four that puts us in the league finals tournament at the end of the year. And I, I hope you guys are able to reach that. Now, I, I want you to talk to the audience here. Um, baseball's back in Iowa. There's not at the professional ranks. Um People that love baseball that have never been to a semi-pro game, they might venture out to Dyersville, the commercial club, or they might make a trip to Epworth to, to have a, a socially distanced beer with Tyler Horner and, and uh, enjoy some baseball. But 
Who do you think, if you had to talk to somebody that wants to watch baseball that have has never been to a semi-pro game, who are some of the top teams that you think they should go watch? And then who are some players around the league that are the more talented players that you would invite people to watch? Yeah, I mean, as far as teams, I mean, you have, you have to start with, with Key West and Farley. I would consider them to really be the kings of the league right now, it seems like. Just every year, they're they're so good, and and the players, they're consistent players. They played for years, and uh, it's just incredible, really. I remember a couple years back, Key West did something crazy, like forty and four or something. They played both leagues. They won pretty much every game they walked on the field, and it's just incredible. So as far as players, I, I would say anybody on Key West. I mean, if you're on that team, you're already an all star. So um, otherwise, you know, Farley, they got some guys like Andy Seabrook and, and Cal Harris, however much he plays this year, of course, he would be someone that you have to mention. Um, it's really, there's just, I would say each team really has two or three guys you could point to and say, man, he is really a good player. And they're also smart too. That's the one thing I've noticed about this league is the talent may not be, you know, it's not a Northwoods league where these guys are, are D1 prospects or anything, but they are smart baseball players and they really understand the game a lot more than you might see traditionally at the high school level. And they're doing things that you just don't see at that level either. Yeah. You had mentioned Key West and uh, if I can give another shameless plug, go back and listen to their season preview with uh, Brett Lemire. And I have to tell you, when I interviewed that guy, he just seemed like an intense guy. I mean, I could feel his intense just coming through uh, the screen that that we were meeting on. Now, who are some of the friendly rivalries that that you guys have? Who are some of those teams it seems like you always play and um, you have a little back and forth with? Yeah, well, uh, one one rivalry we definitely have would be Farley, and uh, they tend to beat us, so I'm not sure that they would consider us a rival. But we definitely we definitely look at them as as sort of. Uh, uh, a check is how good of a team we are because if we can hold our own with, with Farley or beat them, then we know we're in a good spot. And Rickardsville is a team that's become a rival as well over the last few years, and that tends to be a little bit more contentious. There always seems to be something during the game that sets off one or both benches. And uh, But it's kind of it's kind of fun, you know, when you have a team that you're like, oh, what's going to happen today when we play them? I know it's going to be interesting. And um, that series is probably fairly, fairly even, so that's good too. You know, either team has a chance to win and then, um, Cascade, obviously, being being a Dyersville team, you can't get away with not rivaling Cascade. So I would say those are kind of the three. Yeah, do me a favor. Uh, tell tell your pitcher to put one in Nate McMullen's backside this year. Can you do that? It, it's done. Hey. Nate, I'm only kidding. You you know I, I worked with you for years. You, you know I you know I love you like a brother. Uh, please do not throw it, Nate McMullen. Now, <laughs> many people have shared. I've asked the question to some. What's your favorite tournament to play in, or what's uh, your tournament that you would like to pl- promote and plug? And Dyersville, the commercial club tournament gets a lot of publicity and a lot of people had shared that that is their favorite tournament to be a part of. Can you promote that? Give us the dates and what can we expect when we come out to the Dyersville tournament? Yeah, you know, Dyersville, I I would be kind of biased to say it's my favorite tournament, but of course it it is a great venue. You know, the commercial club is kind of an iconic park in the area in Eastern Iowa. And we have the Queens night on, on the night of the, the semifinals, which, which brings a lot of, a people and tradition to that night and the tournament in general. So 
that tournament this year, the, the intent is to play it July 24th to August 1st. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just, you know, the venue combined with some of the activities that are going on within the tournament, obviously the talent of baseball that's present just brings a lot of people. But I would say I, I do really enjoy the Cascade tournament as well. I like playing out there when the sun's not in your eyes. That's kind of a, that's kind of a tough one. But other than that, that's a fun one to play in. And really just any tournament you're winning, Farley's got a great part too. Uh, that's one I always enjoy. So, yeah. I, I want to tell the listening audience I'm going to plan your day in Dyersville for you, okay? Drive out to the Field of Dreams, mosey around Field of Dreams, have a catch, go check out the new store, Baseballisms. Try to get out out of that store without spending 100 bucks. I, I <laughs> challenge you to try to do it. I have been there three times, and I have failed all three times. I have never left that store and not spent over 100 bucks. Then after, <laughs> then after the Field of Dreams, hit Textile Brewing in mm. Dyersville. They have phenomenal pretzels, and they have, they have some good beer too. Do it responsibly. And then after that, go to the commercial club, check out some of these uh, athletes and their teams and some of the rivalries going on. And then after there, go back to textile brewing, um, have another beverage, play some pub pubopoly. My wife and I played uh, pubopoly when we were there, and uh, end the night with uh, with the pizza pretzel. It's fantastic. So I just plan your whole day around the Dyersville tournament now. If you had to pick one story or one moment around the Dyersville tournament that is just kind of legendary, that may have been blown out of proportion or just an outstanding performance that you have heard about or you have seen, what what would that be? Mm, that's a good question. You know, I, I'm not, to be honest, not too in tune with the history of, of the Dyersville tournament it, i know this wasn't exactly what you asked but the 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 moment that stands out to me the most would just be last year when when we did manage to win the tournament i know that that was actually since i have started playing the first tournament we had won so in a way that would be the most outlandish thing it's like wow dyers will actually want a tournament that's amazing you know and uh but that was really great finally finally get one for us and uh gives that momentum moving forward so but yeah, I had, there's been a lot of stories about guys back in the day here. Maybe they get a little, the stories get blown up a little bit more each year about really how good they were. But I, I you know, I tend to believe some of that stuff. I think, I think the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the league was, was a lot of great players and, and they were not joking about how good they were. I, I had heard and read on Twitter yesterday that with the excitement of baseball coming back, reminded people of Roman Hummel and Rufus Bennett hitting 500-foot home runs with their <laughs> aluminum bats, and then um, Pat Weber, also known as Yipe, throwing at him in, uh, in the very next at-bat. So people are excited that baseball is, is back. Now, we're going to enter, before we uh, end with our uh, inning-ending double play here, um, any uh, – uh, provide us where we can find you guys on social media and and uh, know when you guys are playing. Where can we find that information? Yeah, so the Whitehawks have a Twitter account. It's at Whitehawk Ball, and they'll tweet obviously about tournament tournament matchups and league matchups and things like that, and just sort of detail the uh, the happenings of the of the Whitehawk team. So you can follow us there. That's at Whitehawk Ball. Anything else you'd like to mention or you'd like to plug before we ground out of this podcast? 
Yeah, you know, I don't think so. I, I, this is uh, the first year I'm doing this, and I, I'm, I'm fortunate with the team that we have that uh, I'm, this shouldn't be a, a too much work. You know, we have a lot of guys who are, who are willing to play, and, um, you know, generally you always start, okay, who can play? You're starting seven or eight. got to fill those last slots. But I, I'm confident this year we're going to have a lot of success and have a lot of fun doing it. Cole, manager of the Dyersville Whitehawks. This was great connecting with you. I, I had a lot of fun doing this. It's always great to see um, kids that you had coached uh, still involved with the game, doing great things. Best of luck to the Dyersville Whitehawks today, 3.30 in the Bellevue Tournament. Check them out on Twitter. And just like that, 6-4-3, we're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.